Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly presented by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams, back from a little layoff and here to talk through Supercoach Round 7 is the lovely Clementine Cassidy, 6th overall in 2021. Clem, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. Coming off a big Easter weekend, but yeah, feeling good. Beautiful. And how's the side tracking for you? Um, it's going well, well, well-ish, better than it was. So I think we're about 7,200 now, which is nice, better than I was a couple of weeks ago. Um, got about, a, what did I get, 11.54, I think, on the weekend. So not as good as I hoped for, but still really good, a decent score. I'm pretty happy with that. Got green arrows. So Captain Mitch Moses, um, which probably didn't go as well as I hoped it would, but no, nah, it was pretty decent and I'm pretty happy with my green arrows. And Clementine, any uh, updates from the Katoni Stags counselling group alongside Nick Moon after a couple of big bounce back weeks? Yeah, me and Nick will be holding these for failing players like every single <laughs> week because they honestly work. Like our manis- manifestation circle just worked a treat. So, I mean, Tons now two weeks in a row. Um, I played him both weeks. So I actually oh. feel really super stoked with him. And, yeah, we will be holding um, support groups in the future. <laughs> Yes, well, if you could add uh, Xavier Coates to your support group next week, I'd be very grateful for that one. Thank you. Also joining us today, also joining us today is last year's ninety-first placed finisher. Who, speaking of a bloke who can pull a rabbit out of a hat, brought in Tony Stags two weeks ago when everyone was selling at bottom dollar, and he's pulled out two tons in a row. It's the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm good on the back of that, Timo. Um, good to be with you tonight. It's been a busy old day. We've gone from work to Oztag, one of the gutsier losses you'll see in uh, Sydney for the week. <laughs> Don't worry about that, but we weren't good enough. Credit to the boys. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of that, got got myself four chicken kebabs, a glass of milk, and me and Clementine basically had a fake first date just then. We were waiting for you for so long. So we're all acquainted and ready to rumble. Two minutes in and the spies are already flirting with Clementine. It's going to be a long show today, guys. Hey, Spy, how's your side tracking? <laughs> yeah, pretty good, actually. It was one of them weeks, as you said, had Stagsy. He, he was good. Um, we all knew we had it in him. I won't, I won't sort of go too hard for those that got rid of him, but he's come good, luckily. Alex Johnston I was really concerned about, um, but he bumped out 94. Cody showed some good signs. We'll get to him later. Um, and Ola Kawatu, really good again. Uh, and Tamalolo as well. So to look, when you look through the side and you've got more than one shout-out, it's good to have. But a good week into 3,000th, so we'll see if we can keep keeping on. But, um, yeah, see so how we go, eh? Nice, mate. Good to hear. Good scores all around. Guys, the Kuma Stallions into 4,100th overall. A few good weeks in a row, 1,210 last week. Uh, and that was with a bench, Katoni Staggs. I did not think he would be able to do that against Penrith. I shouldn't say he him not be able to do that. I don't think Brisbane had it in there to give him the attacking opportunities. Nonetheless, uh, as a happy holder of Katoni Staggs after a slow start to the season, I was pretty happy to see him turn up and now be over 500k with a very, very low break even. 
Uh, guys, also obviously missed last week's podcast, lost the old boy last week, so been a tough few months going around. A uh, big thanks to Maxie Bryden for hosting last week. Uh, Desi Creek for the squad breakdowns that he's been covering over Tuesday for me, making my life a lot easier. Uh, and a big thank you to the ASC Playbook community and all the kind messages that I got from you lot because they did mean a lot to, to myself. Uh, guys, Dad was uh, one of the better blokes going around. Unfortunately, uh, lost his fight with cancer after an 18-month battle there. He was one of them fellas who I think we can all appreciate as a as a sporting community. He was one of them blokes who would volunteer for everything he could. Life member of the Cooma Stallions, the Cooma Colts, the junior side there, and the Monero District Cricket Association. So uh, we've lost a good one in the old boy, and we'll dedicate this episode of the SC Playbook podcast to Mark Williams, guys. Uh, thanks again for the messages of support. Guys, the Beers and Breakevens podcast, also back on that one this week after a few weeks back home. So jump on. That'll be on the SC Playbook podcast channels there. Uh, have a listen. And anyway, let's get stuck in to the podcast for this week, starting with the major team news. And uh, Spy, I think it's one that you dodged, but cooler at – I shouldn't say dodged, but cooler at Manly is uh, – on the extended bench this week, they've got Morgan Harper returning from COVID, and so a few options there. I mean, Cooler still has a very negative break even. He'll get his run again. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts there if you're an owner or a non-owner of, of Cooler? Yeah, lucky enough not to get him last week, but look, he could still come to the side. He, he played well again. He was a whisper off scoring late on Saturday night, which would have really bumped him up um, as a non-owner. I was, I'm glad he tripped over or whatever happened because that was good, but... Um, the thing is, he'll likely play that by, uh, or he's, I mean, he hopefully plays that by, he's bottom dollar, so you just hold on to him for sure, and uh, he's the kind of bloke, if you're not owner like myself, keep an eye out, if he does come in, you can you can scoop him up, but I mean, he's not going to blow out unless he has a massive score, so one to keep an eye on. If he does play this week, it could be an issue, because I probably won't be able to get him, but ideally he might come in for that buy, and we can swoop on him then. But hold it, yeah, hold for it, for sure. For that's it. For those who didn't jump on, and there's a few goodbyes this week. The fact that you can hopefully wait another week is absolute gold for you lot. Uh, he'll be back in at some point, as long as it's not at number fourteen. There'll be no issues there. Clementine CSC for Talakai uh, just continues to make my life hell after getting him in late last season as a pod and just absolutely stinking it up. Honestly, sitting there watching that Melbourne game on the weekend, I was backing him for sub forty. Um, we knew he could sit blokes on their ass and bust tackles and do all this and do the do the uh, all the hard man work, but those deft touches he had, he was putting Will Hopper wide. He's ashamed with how soft his passing game was uh, and absolutely killing non-owners. No Connor Tracy and Matty Cavalu in the Shark squad again this week. Effectively, that's not going to matter because while Talakai's playing like he's at centre, he will not be dropped from that position when they're available. Uh, I don't know if you're a Talakai owner, but do you think the ship has sailed on him or or you still think you can jump on uh, and potentially get a season-long keeper? I'm not an owner. So I actually didn't have him last year either. So he never burnt me last year. And so I don't know why I didn't get him this year because, like, I wish I had him. Um, I don't think it's too late to get him. Like, he got 114 versus the Storm. Like, <laughs> he's killing it. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish that I had him. Um, and if I can somehow get him into my team now, like, I would love to do that. Um, he has a three-round average of 93. So, like, holy moly. Like, he is just, like, amazing. Um, and I am going to try and get him into my team. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, possibly, hopefully, it might have happened. <laughs> hey, Spy, what's your take on Talakai? Because 
I missed out on him, not because I didn't want him, but only being available in the back row and my six back rows I had, I was very happy with and didn't have a reason to sell. The one I would have sold him would have been Liam Martin, who, who delivered on the weekend. He's now set to make good money as well. I still don't really know where I'm going to squeeze him in. You'd imagine in a few weeks' time, well, in five weeks' time, he becomes dual CT dub, second row. I don't believe you own him either, mate. Um, what's your thoughts? Are you looking at him this week? I'm cranky is my thoughts. Um, I think I think there's a quote from our last podcast here, the guys that said, I'll be bringing Talakai in. He passes the eye test. The quality of ball he's getting is just unbelievable from Nico Hines and Moylan. Their shapes are good. And then I didn't get him. So I half think some chats with Mr. Timothy Williams taught me out of that. So you might own me a schooner, but also you make your own decisions. So I'm a big boy. I'll cop that one. I, I want him bad. Uh, the issue I have is I've missed all the points, all the price jump. Mm. There's a lot of guys coming back. If he suddenly ends up back to even 65 minutes in the back row, you go, oh, I'm not paying 600K for that. On the flip side, if he stays centre, I don't know if he plays the buy. He doesn't play the first buy. That's something. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, Silver linings. I don't know. It's one of them things I'm torn. I find it hard to get someone after I've missed the boat a little bit. But yeah. if you can get him in, um, or if you don't get him in, hopefully at some point he has a couple of 60s and then his price will even out a little bit and you can get him then. But I'm a bit on the fence. I really don't know. Um, it's a big decision. Luckily, I've got two trades, which we'll get to later, which I basically have to do this week. So I might not have to make the decision after all. I won't own him. I hope he, his minutes drop, please. Clementine, the spike couldn't have been much more on the fence there. If I spoke, I wouldn't be able to offer much more either because I'm on the fence. What do you reckon? Well, I just wanted to say, like, the reason that I feel extra dirty at myself is because I went Angus Crichton to um, Nat Butcher, <laughs> and then yeah. I could have got Talakai instead. So I actually feel really, really dirty at myself, to be honest. And then I traded um, Nat Butcher out when he got moved to the bench just before the Chooks game um, for Tupanua. <laughs> so I could actually oh. have Talakai there instead. So <laughs> I feel extra dirty at myself. Tough one to swallow. We might just have to stick together and just stay off him and at least we can death ride him as an SC playbook team for a while. Uh, Tamari Martin named at fullback for the Broncos. Great to see him back in the NRL after a lengthy stint out due to some health issues. Selwyn Cobbo, that impacts because anyone who still does own Cobbo would have been hoping maybe he got a start at fullback with Tessie New out will not eventuate. One, Clementine, that has popped up uh, with the injury to Braden hamlin Ueli, Dale Fanuke and only gone likely a week, I'd say, but... Cam McGuinness, uh, we've been waiting on him all season. 472K, now starting at lock. I suspect, although I don't guarantee, that with Hamlin Ueli out for a while with a pec injury, Fanukin will probably start at prop on return. Cam McGuinness is that good that he probably starts at lock. Uh, any interest there? Jewel Hooker, second row, and we just we know he's got Supercoach class about him, uh, and you're probably not going to get him much cheaper than this. Or, or do you want to see what he can do in a starting role? Um, I'd want to see what he can do first. Like I'm like always a bit wary and I never just like jump onto people like straight away. So just for me, I would probably wait and see. Um, I mean, it just depends. Like, yeah, I would wait and see myself. Yeah, well, break even of 30. So we can have a look at his minutes, uh, you know, make sure he does start when Fnugan comes back. Spy, what's your take? Because he might be a nifty little Randall upgrade next week at hooker potentially. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely wait. 
Um, I think my reasoning for that is if it's a guy like Cody Walker, an upside guy who could come out and score 180 and you miss the boat that week, you're cranky. But McInnes should, if he comes out and plays well, he might punch out a 70 or 80 in base, similar, and then he can jump on next week satisfied that you know what you're getting. Uh, I don't think there's too much risk. Now watch him pump out 130 this week, but I won't be getting it yet, that's for sure, but a perfect watch. Harry Rushton, the pommy forward at the Canberra Age, just another one in that list, named on the bench uh, this weekend, which is exciting. Harry, I've seen a lot of uh, reserve grade Raiders in the last few weeks and good footballer, plenty of talent. Unfortunately, he hasn't really been able to get a game because of how much depth the Raiders have in the pack. Uh, Certainly just a watch for now as he's... As I said, there is that depth there. Minutes will be an issue, but bottom dollar. So if he comes in and plays all right and can jag 30 or 40 minutes, uh, he could be a massive option. Spy, you would have seen a little bit of Rushton. Yeah, I saw him a few weeks ago do a double chip and chase, playing prop and score under the sticks. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, big man season, well and truly alive, as a few people on Twitter would get excited about. Joseph Suali has been named again. Kevin Naguama dropped. Paul Momorowski back in. Clementine. A few people jumping on Suwali early. A few owners of Joseph Suwali from round one. Uh, what's your take on him? Because he's that awkward sort of 250-odd K price bracket. Uh, didn't set the world alight in his first game of the season due to the Roosters being pretty ordinary. 26 points, uh, 259K, I should say. Obviously, he's one we'll look out for, but you'd, be te- you'd probably want to wait another week, wouldn't you? I would probably wait another week. Um, I want to know what's happening with Billy Smith. <laughs> and if he's yeah. ever going to come back, I've just got him sitting there, like um, in my reserves there. So, I mean, I was tempted to go um, Billy Smith to Suwali, to be honest, um, but I would probably definitely wait another week because um, I just don't, the Roosters just, they're just not clicking. I don't know. I just kind of want to see him another week before I bring him in. But I definitely think if he performs like this week, then he's definitely like a cheapy, well, not quite a cheapy, but a guy that you would want to bring in. Yeah, talk about Ducks and Drakes, Trent Robbo. They just, Billy Smith, they said it was going to be one week. Four weeks later, he's still not on the extended bench. It's like, give us super coaches a go, for God's sake. Just just think of super coach more than your NRL team and your livelihood and your income and all that. Um, Spy, what's your take on Suwali, mate? Just on Suwali, it seems, I don't mind him if, as a downgrade if you need to do it. Um, to free up that cash. However, more looking into it more tonight, he averaged 37 last year, I think it was, in five games. He did have Penrith and Melbourne in that, but it's not massive numbers. And as Clementine said, the Chooks are clunky. I'm sure they'll come good, but if it's not for six weeks and he's not getting good open footy, then what's he actually going to average? So I don't mind. I don't think he's going to hurt you, but don't just expect him to set the world on fire unless they do get going. One thing I'll give the kid, though, is his running game on the weekend coming out of trouble. Man, the boy is an athlete. He was so strong. They're all going to be over eight metres. So the potential's there. But, I mean, ideally you'll have him at some stage and the roosters will click and he'll just be going bananas. But at the moment, I don't think it's a panic, but it's an option if you need to do it. Yeah, and and the I, I don't even say the beauty of it, but the fact that him being at two sixty k, it's not like he's a cooler at one seventy five k last week, where even the smallest of scores lead to sort of thirty k price rises and then more. Um, you know, he sort of needs to do something score wise before Warren jumping on. So we don't need to make a move yet. Spy <clears throat> Clementine spoke about uh, the Roosters back row conundrum and. I'd, I'd throw to her now, but I don't want to see her in tears for the rest of the show and ruin it for us. So I'm going to go to you, mate, with Angus Crichton. 523K, break even 50, back to 80 minutes last week. 
oh, I know there's some question marks over the, the back row minutes at the Roosters, but just like if we could get a guarantee of him 80 minutes, he'd be nearby of the year at that price. A very handy buy. However, I don't love him on the right edge. I think you'll do a good job. you work hard. I wish he was on the left because that's where all the damage gets done uh, yeah. when they sweep around the back play on that sweep play and hit short. But in saying that, what's he? 523, he's lost 130K. He's a super, super coach stud. Uh, and if he misses Origin, which he probably won't, but he also plays the first buy, it's a little bonus. But I think, what's his break even here? We're sitting at 59. Give it this week. Let's see if he plays 80. Yeah. But again, if you need to take someone, it's probably not going to hurt you too bad unless he gets benched again. But I, I don't think he will. That's just my punt. I think that's what will happen. Yeah. And the fact they play on Anzac Day on the Monday, end of the round, it's just even more inconvenient, which means you probably have to wait a week, uh, you know, at the very least. And if he plays 80 and plays well, we'll we can reassess from there. Ryan Pappenhausen ankle injury on the weekend is good to go. I think he played golf the day after that injury. Um, so he's all sweet and good to move on there. Guys, if you're after the SC Playbook subscription, $30 for the season, $40 for the NRL, AFL and BBL package, our full 12 monther. Uh, it gives you access to hundreds of extra articles across the season, access to our WhatsApp group alongside our contributors, We'll also, we'll answer your questions on there whenever we can, plus our contributor-only subscriber group. Um, obviously, jump into that one as well and get a bit of an idea about what we go about and the issues that we have each week and how we talk through them. Gives you eligibility to win our major unlimited group prize. Uh, there's a few credentials to hopefully give you some reassurance that you're getting the top quality analysis that you're after. The top three overall finishes in Supercoach last year were all subscribers of SC Playbook while our in-house SCPB Contributors League finished first out of over 17,000 leagues. Jump in our unlimited group code, 511034. Shout out to the leader, Roosters Pack, coached by Troy. This bloke pops up every single year. I've spoken to him in the past briefly, I believe. Just a very, very good super coach. Um, I've seen him top three, I reckon, at least once during a season in the last three or four years. So uh, dude knows his stuff. So congrats to Troy. And, mate, if you can bring it home and take top spot, spot for the SC Playbook group this season, we'd love to see it. Um, fellas, oh, fellas, we got a girl on the podcast. I need to sort of <laughs> so apologies there, Clementine. A bit of bad habit. We'll, we'll call that one. I'll be an honorary fella. Uh, yeah, yeah, honorary fella. <laughs> an, an, an honorary bra. Um, uh, topic, topic for the week. Topic for the week. Nathan Cleary uh, is obviously the hot, well, hot topics are coming up, but uh, we were getting a little bit creative with topics for the week. We said, you know what? People want to know what to do with Nathan Cleary. Is he a must have? Lots of questions tie into Cleary. How do we get him? Is Teddy the man to go? Um, Spy, I'll get your thoughts first up, mate. Uh, basically, will he be coming into your team? If not, when? Do you consider him a must-have this week? Where do you sit on him? Straight in, mate. Um, I would have done it last week, to be honest, but it just didn't make sense. I mean, his BE was, what, 220-odd. I had Mitch Moses sitting there with a minus 90, so it was never yeah. never going to happen, but you just knew he was ready to go. Punched out 150, could have been way more. What I find with Penrith, they're so relentless over 80 minutes that you get to like that 50, 60-minute mark at times, and it's like the other side just put up the white flag. It's obviously not intentional. They're trying, but they just get broken. And Cleary just smells blood and goes, let's roll here. So he can dominate in the last 20, 30 minutes. And I think just straight in as captain. I think the Raiders will respond well attitude-wise this week. But again, can they go with them for 80? It's going to be tough. So unless there's a real standout skipper option, Cleary just sits there as your boy. Lock him in. He is a gun. Spy. 
I'm with you, and I were in the fortunate position of having Mitchie Moses, so he's an easy flip there, having peaked in price, Moses. Uh, and I suspect Clementine will be in a similar sort of boat. He will get to yourself in a minute. But despite for the people running a combination of, let's say, Cleary uh, – sorry, Cleary. Um, let's say like a, a Schneider in the uh, – let, let's go. Let's go Nico Hines in the halves with, say, Blake Taff, and then at fullback, uh, you know, a Pappenhausen and Tedesco combination. It's not so straightforward. Um, you know, we want him. Is he still a must-have and you find a way there? And it, whether that be, you know, probably Teddy makes way there. What do you reckon? Mate, I'd cut Teddy in a heartbeat. And that's with mm-hmm. no disrespect to the great, great man, Teddy. But we've spoken about the Roosters. They're pretty clunky. I also think on the Roosters, they're, they're play the ball speed at the moment. It's slow. They're not generating anything through the middle. And that's hurting the back. So, mate. It's clear who could go bang 150-200 any given week. I know Teddy's capable of that, but I think it's an easy swap right now. Just do it. Clementine, what's your take on it? Are you also thinking Moses to Cleary? And on top of that, uh, what's your take on Teddy? Yeah, so I'm definitely getting a Nathan Cleary. He's an absolute must-have this week. I think if you can get him and you have to, um, he's not going to lose much, any more cash, I don't reckon, Like, and he's only lost 50K. So um, mm. he's definitely not done that big price drop that we thought he might do. Um, so I'm definitely going Moses to Clary. So that was my stepping stone. So I'm just going to stick to my plan. Um, and then I think with um, Teddy, I think if I had to go Teddy to Clary, I would. Um, I've like been like a real staunch supporter of my Teddy, but um, I don't think I can do it anymore. <laughs> um, he's, uh, I don't know, like you, I know there's like the thing that you don't trade out, you know, a proven keeper or a proven gun or whatever, but there's guys that are scoring, you know, 70, 80 every week and Teddy's not, he's literally scoring bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Um, and like last weekend was the game that he should have come out and like, really scored well you would have thought mm. um and he didn't and so I just yeah I don't know I think if you're going Teddy as your step to um Clary I don't think that's bad at all I think that just do it cut him and then he's probably gonna yeah. score a double ton on Monday yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wait he um so yes yeah, so Clary must have a few different options to get him in I know for myself uh, Brad Schneider, who has a break-even of two, but has that brutal game against Penrith coming up. I expect him, as good as his base stats are in Supercoach and kicks goals, with how tough that game is, I can see him going sub-50 and that cash generation to quell very quickly. So I think the option of going him down to Taff is a big one, and that can free up the money to move someone else on to, to Nathan Cleary. Spy, while we're on Teddy, all right, we've, we've said that you would turn him into... Uh, Nathan Cleary, if possible, what would you be doing with him aside from Cleary? Let's say you've got Cleary in via other avenues, my, my team's in this situation at the moment. The way I see the Roosters, they're taking longer to click than we expected. Uh, Sammy Walker and Luke Cleary haven't worked out their partnership very well this season. Teddy on the back of that, they haven't, like there's too many effectively 5'8 and sweepers and that in that team and um Mate, they're just all over the show. They're going to click and they're going to be unbelievable this season. I still think they're massive premiership contenders, but it's going to take longer than we expected. Do you cut ties with Teddy now, let's say for even maybe Nico Hines, even for the extra 150K, or do you think he is a hole? Gee, it's tight. My gut says he's probably a sell, but also they've still got a good run coming up, a reasonable run anyway. As you said, Teddy, Teddy will at some point come good, but... 
The issue with holding him is if he drops another 100, 150K, all of a sudden you lose his value, then you have to keep him nearly. Um, And then you hope he turns it around. But I think the pressure's on a little bit. Um, If there's another option that where you go, he's in form, he's not dropping cash, he might be making money, I'd probably just go that way and just keep a close eye on Teddy in case you want to bring him in down the line. But Origin's coming up as well. Uh, He potentially rests over Origin. Nico Hines may not play Origin, plays the first buy. If he can go to Hines, I think I would. He was in everything against Melbourne. It's actually the best 35 I've ever seen. He was yeah. just like on fire. And I actually thought he had about two or three line break assists, but it, I didn't go back and look at him. But he just created space so well. Um, he touches it all the time. He goal kicks. I'd be going to Hines. So if it's Cleary or Hines, I'd be going to them with Pappy as your other fullback. Uh, I just think it's hard to say, isn't it? Teddy has to go, I think. It's, so it's hard, hard to say, but yeah. Yeah. I'm in that position this week where I can flip, uh, I believe I can flip Teddy to Hines as a part of a, a big three-way trade. Um, while we're on uh, scoring gripes, I'm not often one to bring him up, but when Xavier Cates gets 18 for me, I needed that forced dropout in my score. Very Not my score, but in his score. Yeah. And it was clear as daylight, and they took it off him. I, I believe they took it off him after the update. It's like, fair dinkum. Cut us a break. Anyway, Xavier, sort your shit out, son. Um, moving hey, on well. from Nathan Cleary and James Tedesco. Hot topics of – actually, just quickly, a question from Stanton on uh, Twitter that was basically, will Cleary lose or gain value and for how long? Um, obviously, that's all a bit of a guessing game. However, with a break-even of 67 and 150 in his rolling average, games against the Raiders and Titans, uh, there's every chance he goes up in value over the next two or three weeks. Uh, then he comes into game against Para, Melbourne, and the Roosters. But look, he's pretty fixture proof as far as Supercoach players go. So he may drop value, but at some stage in three or four weeks, but it won't be much. So uh, you know, don't don't bank on a price drop to get him in. Hot topics, guys. I think I had Mitch Moses in there as a hold or sell at seven twenty five k break even seventy two. No knock on him. Good games coming up against the Knights and Cowboys, but when he's the obvious avenue to Nathan Cleary, if you're a Mitch Moses owner. I think he's got to be moved on there. Clementine, Blake Taff, must have or not? Uh, I mean, a lot of people have this, maybe a Schneider option to drop him, do him other options. Tick over 200K, kicking goals for the Bunnies, soft draw, good team. Is there a world where where you could bypass Taff or not? Um, No. So um, I think that Taff's like a bit of a must-have, just with Latrell out. Um, I just think that he's just one of those guys that's going to make quite a bit of cash. Um, like he's kicking, as you said. So I I am going to be doing that Schneider to Taff trade this week. And that's yeah. because I can't afford Clary any other way. Um, pretty much. That's the best trade for it. So um, basically I know that Schneider's probably going to get another week of, would have another week or two of price rises. Like he's obviously going to make a bit of cash. So I do feel kind of bad cutting him a week early and missing out on that cash. But I also think that Taft's going to make money too and probably more money. So <laughs> for me, I think, yes, cut Schneider if you have to for Taft. Or yeah. the other thing you could do potentially, which I don't I don't love, is you could go Teddy to Taft and if you needed to do that to bring in Clary as well. Yeah, that I is an option. P- particularly, like, let's say you are running a halves combination, which some would have you know, like say Cleary and Hines, um, but you still want to Taff. In that case, you know, cut it, it. You know, it sounds awful, doesn't it? James Tedesco. So bad. Cut. I feel like so guilty yeah. saying it. I know, <laughs> I know. But 
you know, it, it certainly is an option. Oh, it's one that I might be doing this week if I go down the Nico Hines route. But oh, anyway, it must have get him in, I think. And, and you hit, look, he could be 450K in a flash, particularly if the bunnies start putting some good points on. Uh, we're all Tony Stagg's owners at, in on here, thanks to Clementine's counselling sessions. I do think it's probably now or never for him with a break even of negative 46. Uh, Spy, hypothetically, if you if you weren't an owner at over 500K now, um, would you still be getting him in? And the other one, there's a lot of people who have said, I've already sold Katoni Staggs. Would you bring him back uh, if, you were, if you'd sold him? You've got to take the, the resentment and the bitterness out of Supercoach and judge each week on its trades as hard as it is. I know I've just spoken about Talakai, but um, the fact is he's a good buy. Would you still be getting him in at over 500K, Spy, or do you think there's, there's more important buys this week? I'll give you the tip. I'd probably spend sleepless nights thinking about it because you you get guilty and resentful and say, I don't want to bring him back, bugger him. Then you're like, oh, he's coming off two tonnes. I just think he's too good to leave out. Now that the Broncos are consciously getting him the football, they gave him one of the most loopy cutout balls you've ever seen on the weekend. It was a bit of a shocker. Just just didn't get to him real quick. He went bang, bang, in and away, try. I was like, wow. So I think he'll only get more quality ball moving forward. It's only 500k. Like, that's not yeah. huge. I think you just get him. The, the, the risk with Stags is he is injury prone, but just ride it for now. He's got a, you make money worst case, yeah. uh, barring an early injury or something, but that's the case with everyone. I think you probably get him in. He's a freak. You're basically getting in a massive cash grab who's probably going to be a keeper. Um, so I think it's pretty risk-free getting him in and he just put it there. If you can turn up against Penrith in Penrith in a well-beaten side, um, if Brisbane sort of half-click and the fact he's getting some early ball now, he's got the dogs this weekend, your genuine VC option. Clementine, David Fafida, praise the Lord, back-to-back tons, repaid the faith in him after a tough few weeks. All of a sudden, he had just 77-odd, break-even of eight, top dollar, uh, and with other buyers on the cards this week, there's every chance that Dave Fafida, for anyone who doesn't own, is going to get out of hand price rise very quick, which makes me very, very happy because uh, it, it has been a bit of a slog on the big boy. But where do you sit uh, on Dave Fafida this week, You know, whether you're an owner or a non-owner? Negative four break even. So yeah, he could be close to 800K after this week. Uh, I am like David Fafita's biggest cheerleader. I love him so much. I loved him last season. I love him this season now that he's got my tons. Um, I'm so glad I held on to him. So, yeah, um, I am glad I'm not in the position where I have to decide um, whether or not to bring him in. Um, but I do think he's, like, starting to, like, hit his, like, straps now, like two tons in a row. Um, mm. He's getting the ball a lot more. Like, he's looking a little bit more David Fafita-like. And I think that... If you, I know Clary's like your big one this week, but if you already have Clary or like, you know, if you're not like, I don't know, like you have to try and get in David Fafita as well, I think. I think that he's, Mm. I think he's just going to be a keeper. I don't think I'll ever trade him out. I think I love him. If Dave Fafita listens to the SC Playbook podcast, and there's every chance that he does, you know, all that spare time he has, he'll be very happy about that. Spy, you don't own, and and you'll be in that position this week where you're looking at Blake Taff, you're looking at Nathan Cleary. Where do you sit with Dave Fafita, mate? Because I, I dare say you probably can't get him this week, and then next week he could be too far gone where you're at. Oh, 
Davey, I thought I'd absolutely nailed it four weeks ago. <laughs> I sold him. He went like 55 and 60 against the Tigers. Like, I'm a genius. And he's gone bang, bang. I was at Brookie Saturday night, actually, and he just got the pill once. And I'm like, actually, he, he started pretty slow. I'm like, yep, I'm still a genius. I'm still a genius. Then he just went whack, 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 whack. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to score 160 and ruin my Saturday night. <clears throat> Luckily, he only got 120. <laughs> but um, yeah. my issue is, right, I had this plan to go, I'd have to boost. I don't like wasting boosts because I already used two early in the season. Um, I was going to go Curran to Fafita, but because he got up to 120 and Curran missed 15 minutes or so, I'm about 20K short. So my decision is basically this. I can forego him. I then won't be getting him next week at that price and hope he gets back to that, you know, 80 average, which I can deal with at that price, 75, 80. Or I have to bypass Blake Taff and go Dylan Brown to a Cody Walker or Sammy Walker, which is tempting. I'll give you the tip. I could bring in Cleary, Cody Walker, and David Fafita all in one week. Good Ooh, Lord. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, if you opt for that, there's also, like, you know, it's not going to be a great one to stomach, but your cash generation's good. Your squad's well set up. You can always get Taff next week if you have to, yeah? Well, that's or, it. I guess not a- for him. No, there would be a spot. I could still then go Snyder to Taff, and Snyder's will make money. So yeah, it could be on the cards. I, I didn't want to waste a boost on, like, the other thing, Fafita doesn't play the first rounds, first buy round or the second buy round because of Origin. So I've started to turn a mind to the buyers a little bit, which I think we should get into next week perhaps. But yeah. in saying that, if he goes ton, 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 <laughs> and Clementine <laughs> falls off a chair, <laughs> well, um, I know oh I want God. him so. See, you know what? It's it, it falls in that basket. I'll give Des Creek a shout out. The first time I ever met him, he said, "I like to get the blokes that terrify me." I'm like, "That's a very good motto." Yeah. The blokes you watch every time they get it, you're like, "Oh no, that's it." it probably means get him in. So yeah, maybe I do by, bypass Taft this week and get the big fella back, uh, and just I might be able to sleep easy at night and watch him and enjoy him, which is which will yeah. be nice. Um, do not hate it at all. Uh, I mean, like Isaiah Papali is in the same boat, and I was going to have a lengthy chat about him, but he's seven twenty nine k. And unless you own him already, with all these buys, we were just talking about like spy maybe needing to use another boost and forego Blake Taff for Papali, um, Clementine. I just, I just don't see where you sort of get the the money and the trades to prioritize getting him in this week or even next. Like he's he's killing it though, isn't he? He's absolutely killing it. Like, he's just, like, he's making value. He's not even losing value now. Like, and he's just, like you said, a 94, 78, 80, 85. I just think, I I don't know, I almost want to bring him in, even though he's not playing that by. Like, I think he's a keeper. But I think, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm really tempted to get him, to be honest. Um, But mm. maybe you could, like, choose between him and Fafita if you were going to choose one or the other. I mean, are they ever they must be averaging quite similar? One gets like really good base, one gets, you know, really good attacking stats. Um, I kind of want to have both, but yeah, yeah, I guess depends on your squad. They're both averaging seventy seven, uh, actually like on the dot. So spy my yeah. I, I shouldn't say issue with Papali, this is sort of clutching at straws, but if you try and find a differentiator, particularly with Fafida. Fafida's upside is far more. Like he can whack out 150s on any day. Whereas, as Clementine said, the base and consistency of Papley is extraordinary. He's only scored one try this season. 
one small issue I have with him at the price is that there's been very few times this season where the Eels have had Madison, Sean Lane, Papali'i, uh, Nathan Brown all on deck, um, along with a couple other key forwards, Junior Paulo even last week. I think three weeks ago against the Dragons, they may have had the brunt of them. I mean, the first week Maddo was back or something like that. Played 66 minutes. So with so much back row depth and forward depth, maybe he does play a 65-minute role. Uh, what, what do you think, Spy? It's definitely possible. And whilst I think he probably holds an 80-minute edge role just because he's so good, he's also leaving next season. So if things start to go astray at all, there's that to consider. I do think for feet, you know what, for feet is funner to own. So maybe just go with that as a differentiator. But <clears throat> look, as as Clem said, they're both really good buys. Wouldn't surprise me to see IPAP outscore for feeder moving forward. But I think just go the fun route, the upside, and see if for feeder can go mad. There is one thing I'll quickly mention before we go to the next topic, and it's we've just spoken briefly about the buys. There's six weeks to buys or something like this. If I was to sell, say, Josh Curran, who probably going to average 70-odd up to the buy and play the first buy, Fafita would have to average 10 more a game than him to outscore him, and he costs 115k more and costs you a trade. So that's when you start to look at things from an overall all point of view and go, well, maybe Curran's just a, someone you want to keep. Um, if you can sell someone that doesn't play the buy, that's perfect. You don't have to worry about that. But a full extra game for a bloke that can average 70-odd, uh, there's some decisions to be made there. Mm, good chat, mate. Yeah, as you said, we touched on it. We will we'll go, we'll do a good sort of buy, buy look ahead next week. I think a good time to start tapping into it a little bit. Um Josh King, I think it's time to go, Clementine. He's done a terrific job for us, but he's still getting good minutes, but he did need those sort of attacking stats to, to bump him up to the, the scores that would see him make any more money than his 462K. Break even 41, uh, still getting good minutes, but I, I do think he's peaked in price. And the idea is a Jason Town Lolo owner of shifting Lolo up and getting rid of King and just shoring up that front row position. Uh, it looks like a pretty good one. So are you holding King or are you getting rid of him? Um, I've got more urgent trades this week, but if I was going to use a trade boost, I would probably get rid of King. Um, mm. I think he's done his job as a cheapie. Like he's made us lots of cash. Like he's made us lots of points, which has been lovely and like unexpected. Um, and so I think like now's the time, like, you know, that's why we have cheapies to upgrade them to guns or to, you know, bring in those better players. So um, yeah. I don't own Tamalolo. So one trade I'm quite interested in is Josh King to Tamalolo for my team. Um, and because I just think he's more of a keeper. Um, or you could, you know, if you had the extra cash, you could do Josh King to Papalay or something like that. Or you could use jewels, like what you were saying. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that if you can move him on this week, you should move him on this week. Yeah, a front row pairing of Haas and Taumalolo going forward. Um, I mean, I, the two best are obviously going to be Haas and Papali'i, but just for the price difference, you know, if you were, say, to go Haas and get Taumalolo in, gee whiz, that's right. Spy, Jason Taumalolo, um, he, speaking of blokes repaying the faith, solid start to the season and then just whack against the Raiders. 74 in base points, 86 all up. Mate, is he back or what? Tell you what, just I want apologies from all the doubters. <laughs> Everyone bagged him. Everyone bagged him round one. Where's the minutes? Like, God, just give him a break. Give him a break. It's round one. It's about 30 degrees. Uh, I don't even think he's anywhere near what he was four years ago, but super coach wise that doesn't matter. 
because he's just exactly. scores. <laughs> um, he's still a really good footballer, and his runs are good. And I do think he'll just keep getting better if he can keep that body healthy. Um, he's not busting tackles like he used to, but his work rate's still good. His runs are amazing. They're all over eight meters. He started to sneak an offload back. So, oh, thank you, Big Jace, you absolute good-looking unit, you. <laughs> yeah, just that origin coverage as well, like he um, obviously being a Kiwi there. So it's just massive. Five tackle breaks on the weekend, five tackle breaks the week before, 30 tackles on the weekend, 25 runs on the weekend. He just, uh, as you said, he, he's still a shadow of what he used to be as a footballer, but supercoach-wise it doesn't matter and happy just to plug him in for as long as needed, the big boy. Uh, guys, the SC Playbook podcast is brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial, and car loans. So whether you're a local or living in a state and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the lowest rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session free of charge. Like That is absolute glorious, isn't it? Just get on board. Give the boys a call. Rippers are fellas, uh, and they'll help you out to an nth degree. Guys, round seven, trades and skippers. I'm going to start with you, Clementine. We have touched on a few already, um, but just to wrap them up and whack your skippers in, you are the queen of the skippers this season with your article. Probably the most probably the most popular article on the internet um, in, I'm going to say, so what have you got for us? Um, so for my trades this week, I'm definitely getting a Nathan Clary. So I'll use my um, Mitchell Moses bridge to get him like I was going to. Um, then I think I'm going to go um, Schneider to TAFE. Um, and saying that though, like the more I talk about trading out Teddy, <laughs> the more I can't help but think maybe I could use a boost and do like a Teddy to Nico Hines or even like, you know, Teddy to TAFE, um, Schneider to Nico Hines. Yeah. I don't know. I The more I talk about Have Teddy, the more I want to trade him. Hey. Have I boosted? Have you boosted? Yeah. I've used two. Oh, my God. I've been boost happy. I've been trade happy. For the person that wrote an article about, like, hoarding your trades like they were laughing. Yeah. My God. (laughs) I have been trade happy. Um, But, yeah, so I – yeah, actually, I've used, yeah, two boosts, and one boost was so unnecessary. And just after round one, I traded out coats for Cobo with a boost. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. like, there we go. Um, but, yeah, so I might use another boost this week if I'm going to do that. And then for captain, I'll definitely captain Clary. <laughs> yeah. Quote, quote, Clementine Cassidy, treat trades like your last case of beer. Fortunately for Clem, her dad is Dan Murphy, and she has an endless supply of beer. Use as many as she wants. Spy, what have you got, mate? If it makes you feel better, I used a boost on Peter Hicku uh, early in the season. So (laughs) (laughs) part of me just wants my my boost to be all used, so I don't have no temptation to use them anymore. So I just go bang, bang, bang. Um, But no, it's better. I looked at my other five trades amongst my boosts and they were right, so you can't get them all. Uh, This week, Cleary coming in for sure. He'll be my skipper, 95%. then it's the decision. Do I go Brad Schneider to Blake Taff or do I find a way to get Fafida in? I've just had a little tinker while you were chatting before. I, as much as I want Cody Walker, there's no reason to rush him with a break eight of 100. Uh, I thought he looked good last week and hungry again and round the ball. But again, if I use a boost and then he continues going poorly and Fafida doesn't kick on, it's going to hurt me a bit. So... 
At this stage, I think I might just do those two trades, Snyder to Taff and Cleary in for Mitch Moses. Gives me an extra week to have a look at Dylan Brown and see who what I want to do there because I do think it's he's probably reached his peak as good as he is, but maybe he keeps on keeping on and I can just hold him there at 5'8 uh, or go straight to Munster next week, which could be nice. So options on the on the table. It could be just a simple two-trader or it could be Boost City and, and see where we land come the weekend. Nice, mate. Uh, for me, Schneider down to Taff, Moses to Cleary, and then trying to work out my other trade, but I I am – I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't tempted for the third one to you. I haven't used a boost yet, and I've saved three trades, so I'm, I'm very happy with how the team's set up. Saved a stack of trades in that sense, um, but possibly Teddy to Nico Hines, which, I mean, it probably makes sense. I just – a bit like Clem, cutting ties with Teddy. I, I feel so bad doing it, but, uh, you know, they're not putting up a very compelling case, the old chook. So that's where I'm sitting at the moment. Nathan Cleary, pretty hard to go past him as captain, I'd say, this week. Katoni Stagg is a cheeky little VC option there at centre against the Doggies. Uh, Dave Fafita, also another one up at the Titans. Guys guys and girls, uh, questions from social to wrap things up for the week. Um <laughs> First one, Spy from Wade Spear. Brown or Munster going forward? Dylan Brown, of course, that is. Danny Brown, I think Munster. Uh, but Munster has a tendency, as we know, to cruise in games that they're winning easily, which will be a lot of them. Uh, then he steps up to the occasion on the big ones, whereas Brown's just all out of salt any match. That's just how he plays. He runs, he tackles. He kicked really well on the weekend, a couple of forced dropouts. So part of me thinks maybe Brown's a hold, but if you're choosing this week, uh, if you had to get one, I would go Munster. But I don't think I'd be rushing Brown to him just yet. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually eyeing off, uh, as, as unbelievable as Brown's been, I think he's just about done his job. I'll probably hold it for another week or two, but I'm sort of eyeing him to hopefully, if Cody can show some more form, as Spy touched on, be able to go uh, Cody or Brown down to Cody Walker for about 270k profit, which is amazing. So while Magic. I think Munster, yeah, I think I like that one there. I want Munster as well, but for that much cheaper with the Bunnies run, if Cody can show a bit more this weekend, uh, I think Spy, he's he's going to be hard to go past, but I do want to see more than what he's discharged the last few weeks. Yeah, the other one is, which is just unbelievable because Cody's so cheap, but you could nearly go Ilias to Cody for about 150k and then go Brown to Munster anyway and have them both. So there's some options right. that are going to present yeah. himself coming coming soon. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're on the money there, mate. You know my team better than I do. Uh, Timothy Taylor, who is the better option to trade out, Clementine, out of Gutho or Teddy? Wow. Um, I'm going to say Teddy, and just because I Whoa. keep him myself, but he's got an easy – I think he's got an easier draw. But in saying that – Gutho has a lower break even, and he's actually got a better average than Teddy right now. Um, yeah. I mean, ideally, like in a perfect world, we wouldn't be trading out Teddy, but in saying that, I, I just can't help but think at the moment he's the better trade out. Like I know he could come out on Monday and just absolutely smash it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on who you're trading him out for as well. Yeah. Spy... <laughs> A good one here who's probably fallen under the radar. He's one that could get away from us in no time at all. But a question from Stephen Hall saying, thoughts on Lukey if he keeps that 80-minute roll? 347K, negative 18 break even, a 90 in his rolling average with 57 base on the weekend. 
with that negative, negative 18 break even, like, you know, it really is probably now or never. Any temptation or is there just too much uh, fight for minutes in the back row with the cows? Well, I think he's earned his spot. So I think he could be a killer boy. Uh, he's got a good try on the weekend. But again, it just depends how much of a punt you want to have because you could bring him in, then he goes back to the bench and you get stuck. But there's a lot of upside in that trade. He could make plenty of cash. Uh, he plays the first buy. I'm certainly not against it, uh, but just know what you're buying. There is the risk that he does go back to the bench there. Clementine, question from Brady Carroll. And it's an interesting one that probably we, we haven't needed to think about, but in coming weeks we probably will. Has Isaac Tago reached his peak? So obviously there's going to be more priority trades than him this week, but 509K, break even 56, uh, 65 average, very solid, not incredible, but very solid, 32 in base per game. So we sort of sit there. I suppose the question is, do you see Tago as a keeper or do you think he'll be moved on to more elite center wings at some stage? Um, At the moment, I don't think he's a trade-out yet. Like, I think, like, that side, like, for the Panthers, just gets so much ball and stuff and, like, so much attacking stats. I just can't see how he's a trade-out yet. Like, um, he might peak, but also I'm also thinking of – keeping him like I've got him in my second row at the moment so I need to move him down into my center wing but I don't think he's going to be a bad option if you move him down there and you just keep him like I I don't think he's a desperate trade right now um yeah yeah they they play Penrith the first major bye week so I think he's just set and lock him until then Mm. and then after that first major bye week we can look to go spy move him on after that if he's not a season-long keeper yeah, there's no way I'm getting rid of him at the moment. He's in everything. He's got tons coming, I think, uh, or at least one of them. And as you said, we can reassess after that buy, but I tend to lean towards season keeper, save a trade, lock him in. There's a question from Trent Dickinson regarding trading out non-buy players for buy players and all that sort of stuff. We will, as I said, we'll touch on that uh, in coming. We'll, we'll do it next week, I think, and have a bit of a chat about that. Spy, Max Linden. Who should we be targeting at centre wing? Not the question, uh, part of the question I'm worried about because it's a bit vague. Part two of it, though. As a Sharks fan, I'd love one of our wingers, but big dollars uh, is the issue on that one. Uh, And it's a fair call, mate. Muli Talo, who went nuts against Melbourne in Melbourne of of all teams. Negative 20 break, even 630K, averaging 74 points. Uh, And then on the other wing there, Sione Katoa, whose stats I'm in the process of getting up. Um, mate, or while I'm fighting them, give us your thoughts on them, Spy, because probably going to be hard to fork out for, but the style of footy that Sharks are playing, they're just scoring tries for fun, those wingers, aren't they? Yeah, I wouldn't target Katoa on the right edge. I just think the Sharks' happy side this year is the left. They do it so well, uh, which leads straight to Mulatalo. If you have a look at him, he scored 13 in the opening round. He's only played five matches, and he averages 74. Coming off 104, 87, 125. He is absolutely flying, isn't he? So, look, at 630K, but if you want to take the punt that that'll continue, I'm not against it, but it is expensive. So, you know, you want to hope it keeps up. But, yeah, look, I'm, mm. I'm not against that as a little bit of a pod play. Uh, but in saying that, don't everyone go suddenly buying him because he might he, he might just go back to a bit of normality. But I'm not against it if it's something that, that does interest you. Alrighty, let's wrap that one up for NRL Supercoach Round 7. Clementine, Gem as always, and thank you for jumping on. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Beauty and Spy, uh, big as always, mate. 
Thank you, team. Good stuff tonight. Uh, as always, good fun. Righto. Thanks for tuning in, guys.